Welcome to Dandelions, a podcast for women. We are at our last episode of the year, and this is year two for us. Thank you for all of our listeners for coming along for this somewhat wild ride. Oh, it's wild. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Is it wild, like dandelions wild or wilder than dandelions? What'd you say, Julie? I think it might have been wilder than dandelions, but the dandelions still live on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well... Today, we uh, are pretty stoked about this conversation because it's one that pretty much everyone is having in some way, and that is, let's talk about 2020. Now, 2020, for most people, was, uh, or a lot of people, I should say, I won't say most, because I don't know, I'm not, I'm not going to quantify, but for many people, 2020 was a big dumpster fire. And for some people, it was worse than a dumpster fire. It was like a dumpster filled with hair and then gasoline thrown on the hair and then set on fire. (laughs) And then for other people, it was like bad and good and bad and good and bad and good and everything in between, right? It's been a lot of ups and downs. So what we're trying to do here with our really cool guests who had a very interesting year, and we're going to get to them in a sec, uh, we want to try to now reflect and figure out what our our takeaways from 2020. What happened to us that was bad? Sure, we're going to go there. But what are we taking away? Because surely we've learned something. And, you know, we're going to hopefully, you know, it might get a little corny it, at times. Bear with us. It might get a little uh, angry at times. Bear with us. It just, there's so much emotion here. It doesn't matter. What matters is that we're going to get to the truth of what we're taking away from 2020. So, Julie, I'm not putting you on the spot here. You don't have to, like, launch right into it. But, you know, what... But... In, but, <laughs> but if I were... Ge- if you were to, you know, in general, if you were to give yourself, or if you were to give 2020, let's let's give it a grade on the A to F scale. For you, what would 2020 be? Off the charts, F. Just, just far, charts, far beyond... F. Yeah, really. And I'm not one to make New Year's resolutions or anything like that. So I didn't necessarily go in with any expectations, right? Mm -hmm. But it's a good darn thing that I didn't because 2020... And, you know, I don't think we can just blame 2020, right? Because at 2021, are we thinking, oh, it's all over. This is great. Everything's going to be fine, right? It was circumstances that had been boiling for, for years in many different facets and capacities. But having said all that, yeah, it totally gets an F. I just... There were things I... It just... And, and it wasn't just that a thing happened. It was that continual, you know, so, so you didn't have time to decompress. Like, mm. okay, you know, everybody hates everybody and nobody agrees <laughs> on politics and the social inequity is just absolutely insane, you know, beyond where we should be in 2020. And it just kind of felt like, what the F next? You, you know, you almost got to the, I almost got to the point where you didn't want to be on social media, didn't want to answer the phone, didn't want to turn on the news. I will say there were some moments that were much worse than others. So I would say for me personally and our family, probably March through, I would say a good chunk of the summer was, was probably the worst of it. Feeling much better now, you know, feeling a little more settled. Um, and there, and there's no script. For this, like, can I, you know, eyes on your own paper? Can I cheat? What? Do, how are you going to handle this? Because I want to <laughs> know the answer. And there, there was, there was not, and it just <laughs> felt like almost. If it weren't true, it'd be funny. So it's not much of what happened isn't isn't comical, but it's like, wait a second, this is how we're all behaving. And I'm not saying I behaved 
well, I'm I'm not going to lie. There were times when I I said some things that were just, and it wasn't justified. I can say it was justified, but just the way people were speaking, the way people were treating each other, and then parenting through this, right? Like trying to be a good role model. And I'm like, I don't really know what to do because I don't know how to teach your math anyway. And now you're at home, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just just roll out of bed, crank on your computer, and watch YouTube videos. So. Not to be overly long-winded, but I would say 2020 gets an F. Um, and I would probably get a a D for how I handled much of 2020, but I'm loaded for bear. I'm loaded for bear. Don't mess with me, 2021, because I'm coming at you. Well, you gave yourself a D. That is still a passing grade, I'd like to point out to you. So, yeah. Yes, I know. This is from the girl who never wanted to use math. D is a passing grade. Right, right. You still get the credits. Uh, you probably won't get into your first choice college, but you know, you'll, you'll get into the community college. You'll get into the you know, third choice college. You'll be fine. So a D is one of those, we'll take it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, before we really start uh, getting into the the nitty gritty of it all. We're going to bring in our guests. And today we have Martin Moore, might I add, he is the second man we've ever had on Dandelions. He is therefore an honorary for life Mandelion. Congratulations, Martin. Thank you. So, one, I uh, I really like Amanda Lyon. Yes, I like Amanda that Lyon. a lot. I really yes. like that a lot. And thank you so much for uh, having me on your, on your show. I really appreciate it. Uh, I was super excited when like you you would message me and said, do you want to be on it? And I was like, a podcast uh, by women for women, and I'm a man. <laughs> so I really appreciate you having me on. This is going to be such a great conversation to uh, kind of talk about this year. So, Well, what we always say uh, with Dandelions is that men are so much a part of women's lives, whether they're our friends or our spouses or our partners or our kids or our whatever, our coworkers. So you know, we're really happy to have a man's perspective. And, you know, whereas we might not have one every show, once in a while, we got to pick a mandalion and throw them into the, throw them into the bouquet. <laughs> so you're hey, in. Well, I, I appreciate being that person. So Martin, you are a YouTuber and you work for Cost Headphones and you are just like a man about town. I mean, am I missing anything? I, uh, I just like I have get a around. lot of opinions. Yes. I, get, I get around. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Everybody knows you uh, uh, in, in your area, which is Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin. Blessing and a curse. <laughs> right? It is. It's hard to commit a crime. It really is. Oh, oh. big time. Even if I had a mask on. It was Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Martin. They recognized my stupid hairdo. <laughs> As someone who's also very high profile in her city and once tried to have an affair with another man in her city, it, and it did not work because you can't because you're too high profile. This was a long time ago. Don't look at me like that, Julie. This was before. I just, I wasn't this sure was who before, you were talking this is, about. I, this, has not, this has nothing to do with Royal. Royal, in fact, was the one who I was having the affair with. Because you, you, know, you know, I love me ha- some Royal. I love me some Royal. I so I was like, where are we going with this? No, no. This, this is, is another saying, show. I'm saying when you are high profile, and so are you, there is a lot you can't get away with. So yeah, don't, don't try to try. have an affair in this city, Martin. Don't try to have an affair in this city, Julie. Oh, it definitely will not happen. Thank you for the heads up. Excellent. <laughs> Next, we have Tony Spot, and she is a retired real estate agent who has started a completely new life, new chapter, like sold all her shit and went on the road with her husband at 64. So she's going to inspire us. And if she doesn't, then we're just going to like all give up because if Tony can't inspire us to live our best life, True. then, you know, 
there's really what 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 is there? Nothing. So Tony, hi. Oh, oh my God, the pressure here. <laughs> so much. <laughs> so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. And hello. It's so nice to be here. Um, this is kind Tell of us exciting. Your story. Tell us your so, story a little bit. Here's my story. Um, I am a California native. And uh, met my husband at a uh, shorts party in L.A., uh, who was from Milwaukee. And he brought me back to Milwaukee, where we raised three fabulous children. And so I had been in Milwaukee for 30 years in the same house in Bayview. And then um, we were kind of thinking about retiring next year sometime, maybe, and moving to Italy. And... Then the pandemic hit, and then real estate got out of control on prices. And so we just took the leap and uh, put our house on the market. I had, and it, it didn't even go on the market, actually. Somebody came by and said, hey, I want to buy your house. And they gave us an awesome price. And I had 30 days to go through 30 years of crap. <laughs> wow, which is insane, and um, and then we moved. We retired and moved, and just said goodbye. And so we decided to move to Seattle, which is an awesome town. I have to tell you, the people here are so nice. Everybody we see is like so nice. I mean, the drivers are really nice. They're everybody's high. nice. It's like they took a nice pill. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do. <laughs> it's it's so fun. And um so yeah, here we are uh in a new life. We downsized from like 2500 square feet to like uh 800 maybe, a little cottage that we're renting because to buy a place out here is insanely expensive. Um but it's an awesome cottage and uh we're just Exploring a whole new life here. It's so it's so fun. So what, lovely. Did you, so what did you? So that's the upside of twenty twenty. That is for sure. Obviously, that is incredible that you had that courage and that you had that sense of just wanderlust and confidence and just everything it takes to to do something like this. But I have to ask: when you go through thirty years of stuff, like what? What made the cut? Like, what's an example of something that made the cut? Was it was it no time for nostalgia or was it all nostalgia? Or how do you decide what you're going to take and what you're going to leave? Well, I tried to pawn off everything I could onto my kids who millennials <laughs> all say, nah, I don't want that crap, you know? Yeah, right. They don't want it. Right. Uh, but I put it in boxes and gave it to them and told them to go through it. And then they had mm. to get rid of it. So Excellent. So you passed the that- book. I passed the buck on that. And then uh, the rest was, you know, I just put shit out on my front lawn and repurposed it. And people took it right and left. It was awesome. Made my heart feel so good. And instead of, I just didn't want to sell anything, you know, no furniture got sold, nothing. And you went to Seattle, though, by way of the Florida Keys, correct? So we couldn't have, we're, we're, we're inclusive people. We like to have people over and to to eat and just share their lives. 
And we have done that our whole lives. And now all of a sudden we retired and we're moving and we can't have a party. We can't celebrate nothing. So we decided to rent a house in the Florida Keys. And um, we were there for the entire month of November. And that was awesome because we were just quarantined in this beautiful beach house and we hiked, we rode our bikes, you know, we just chilled and did nothing. And we had to lose that. um, We had to lose the uh, guilt, you know, for doing nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. to your whole life, all of a sudden there's that guilt. It's like, what the heck, you know? And so after 30 days, then we drove across country and we stopped in um, Dallas to see friends. Um, With everybody we saw, we made sure that everybody had been quarantining and had been tested. And we, you know, went in in the evening, stayed the next day and left the next morning. Just a quickie. And then we visited uh, really close friends at Dana Point, did the same thing there. Went to San Francisco, stayed for two nights. Boy, has that changed. Oh, my God. San Francisco's crazy change. It's sad. Uh, but we, you know, I got my dim sum in and, you know, took care of my Chinese food fix. And the drive, I have to tell you, was amazing. We just, it was like our eyes were like so opened. We saw stuff we had not seen in forever or had never seen. So the entire way, the drive was magnificent. The weather was fantastic. And then we got to Seattle. And um, it was raining. It was raining. It was cloudy. (laughs) It was dark because we came in, you know, late in the evening. And, you know, the last two hours were up these steep hills and down these steep hills with all of our semi friends. And uh, it was a little scary. So, yeah. And we we were exhausted from a week of traveling. Well, and I have to go back because we were talking weather. You did survive a hurricane while in the Keys as well. So that we did. Yes. That's like a. (laughs) You can check that one off your bucket list. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly what we did. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, was that scary? That's scary, right? You know what? I wanted it to be a little scary. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) love it. Be careful what you wish for, right? Right. But, you know, we didn't know whether we should leave or, you know, people are going, well, maybe you should go to Miami. Well, Miami was the one that was hit worse than we were, you know? So we just thought, like, screw it. You know what? It is what it is. (laughs) Right. Let's just ride it. Well, we're going to come back to you for uh, all sorts of things, but that is an amazing story. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for you. I'm envious of you. This is just like so cool. Uh, and no, none of us, you know, have like quite the extreme 2020 stories, but we still have had some uh, interesting happenings. And Martin, I want you to uh, share with us what you feel like sharing with us. What What was your 2020 all about? You know, it 2020 feels like like earlier you were talking about like what would you what would you grade it like how would you grade it on a scale mm-hmm. of an F to an A I look at 2020 as like getting out of a really bad relationship everyone in their own way was just abused uh, mentally physically their businesses their health uh, in a myriad of ways and it, I think we learned a lot about ourselves as 
uh, a human race, as a country, uh, as business owners, as friends, as families. I think we learned a lot about who we are. And I think there was a lot of curtains that were pulled and a lot of wounds that were opened. But I think it was one of those things like a bad relationship where uh, when you're at the end of it and you're getting out of it and you're exiting 2020, um, you feel nothing but pain. You feel nothing but emptiness and, and you're scared and you don't, you know, you don't, you don't know what to think of it, but it's not till a couple years later or a decade later, you really look back and realize that we all have to go through those kinds of things individually and as just a society in order to to make progress on whatever it is, social justice, um, business owners, education, healthcare, science, innovation, all of those things. Um, 2020 was really kind of, to me, show what a ticking time bomb so much of, of what we are as just as a human race and as a culture. Um, it was just a ticking time bomb. And I think it just exposed a, a lot of things. And I've seen a lot of really positive things come out of 2020 for me personally, uh, and just for friends and family and business owners. And so it's one of those things, I hate the phrase double-edged sword, <laughs> but it's one of those things where it was just like, there was there was so much, um, I don't know, just destruction and sadness in 2020. But at the same time, there was a lot of empathy and sympathy and, and positive things that you can you can take from it. And so... I don't know. <laughs> I give me a for- positive and give me a negative for you specifically. Uh, uh, positive for me was well, fortunate. Maybe, maybe you want to start with the negative so we end on the positive. Yes, I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a negative for me was um, my my mental health, which I think a lot of people can empathize and sympathize with that. Um, I mean, it was like clockwork on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I would get extremely, extremely depressed. And I started to have to like take like walks every day and try and just, you know, keep my head straight. And that was the mental part was really, really difficult because you know me, I thrive on being positive and being out there and talking to people and meeting people and creating content and, you know, and living life. And so being in this fucking bubble in my house and not going out and being around people and friends and family and feeling like, you know, every day is the longest, shortest day of my life. It was just, it was mentally taxing. And so that was, that was the biggest struggle for me, which is nothing compared to what some people had to deal with losing their businesses, uh, getting sick, losing their friends and families and loved ones. Um, so that, that was probably my biggest negative of 2020. That's huge. And I'm glad you bring that up because mental health is definitely something that kind of got forgotten about for a while with this whole COVID thing because we're all like so focused on physically staying healthy that it was like the mental health aspect kind of came later and people started to realize for themselves, for their friends, you know, from the very serious, we started to lose friends and we started seeing statistics on suicide and drug abuse and blah, blah, blah. And, And it really was something that didn't get the attention it needed right away. And so now is the time to talk about it really as much as we can and get it out there and normalize it because everybody had some sort of mental health, you know, all different places on the spectrum. And if you didn't, you do now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, But then, okay. So then what's give, throw a positive out there. A positive. Um, Honestly, I think, I think just, uh, the changes in society, the the innovations I've seen just in business, uh, 
you know, I think about, I think about, I mean, I'm 40 years old and I think about in 2020, finally, we're starting to see real conversations and real change with, um, you know, race and social justice. I think there's a lot of, um, areas in like business, like small business owners and restaurants and bars and movie theaters who, uh, we're just kind of stagnant as far as like innovation. And I'm seeing a lot of bars and restaurants and businesses doing really cool things to, to do curbside pickup or, uh, you know, making cocktails that you can bring home. I've seen cooking classes going online. So I've seen real innovation on the business side, um, that I think was long overdue, uh, seeing the innovations in just healthcare in general. I mean, we came up with a vaccine in what, nine months, um, I think that's remarkable. The biggest one probably would be just cleanliness and how ubiquitous cleanliness is. I remember in like April or May when all the airlines were talking about how they had like these videos of all the things they're going to do for to keep you cleaner and safer on airplanes. Like we're going to wipe down the headrests and clean the vents. And I was thinking, you guys haven't been doing this already. <laughs> and, and so I just yeah. think po- public yeah. places and people in general, we're just going to be cleanliness yeah. is just going to be a, a ubiquitous thing that I, I don't really think was a conversation and a thing that we were all uh, fully indulging in. And I think, I think that's going to really help um, going forward as well. So I think there's a there's a lot of little things and nuances of 2020 that um I think overall you can say there's a, there's a couple positive things or I saw a couple positive things come out of it that otherwise would not have happened um in spite of everything that's happened. So it's one of those again, you know, you break up, you get out of the relationship and you you're always end up being a much stronger person and you look back and go I wouldn't change a thing. I have no regrets because I wouldn't be who I am or where I am today without going through all those hardships and, and opening those wounds and pulling the curtains on things. And so that would be my positive take takeaway, I guess. Absolutely. That's all really good stuff to hear. Um, you know, Julie, I, I wonder if you want to share maybe something that you've learned from 2020. We don't have, you know, what is something that you feel? Martin said, like, it made us stronger people. I saw you kind of nod to that. And I'm wondering, like, more specifically, like, if you have anything to add to that, like, do you feel like you grew as a person in 2020? Do you feel like you got stronger? Even if you think you got a D for handling it, if you have to do it again or you had to do it again, would you would you get a D plus or a, even a C minus? Or I think I could move into the C category. Yes. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I think I could. Um, this is without extra credit. I think throughout life, I've, I've always been amazed by human resilience, right? And I've been joking, you know, Martin, you were talking about how you know, the cleanliness, I've been telling people, yeah, if we're not nicer and cleaner on the other end of this, well, then shame on all of us. Like if there's two things, just be nice and like, can you be clean? You know, so I, 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 I think what I have learned is that we can do tough junk. We can. I think for me, I don't want to. Right. It, I, I don't I don't want to. I was that kid who was always like, yeah, I don't I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, this isn't convenient for me. And I think that's what was difficult was that there was not a choice. Like you didn't have to like it. You didn't have to ask for it. You didn't have to agree with it. But you're going through it and to go through it literally with the entire world. You know, usually you might see oh, Tony Spots in Florida, traveling. Oh, goodness, they've got really bad weather. Oh, thoughts and prayers. No, no, no. This is all of us in the same storm, right? And so I think learning how to 
how to navigate that and how do you still rely on people knowing that they're kind of tapped out too, right? Like you can't just call you up and say, well, I know you don't like phone conversations, but or just text you, Molly, and say, hey, you, you know what? I'm really, this is really heavy. This is phone. really... I know you hate the phone, but you know what? The world is about to end. So honestly, if this ever happens again, I'm calling your ass. <laughs> you know um, I don't mind talking to you, strangely enough, on the phone, well, but that's, there you have it. It's rare. It's rare. Don't, no one else called me, only Julie. <laughs> right. um, but I think that was really difficult uh, to navigate is that, wait, I can't just, you know, call Molly and say, well, this is really hard and I really need you to, you know, because you're going through it too. So the reserves of like, where do we get the reserves and how do we deal with stuff? So, oh, I've grown by about 15 pounds too. So I've learned that um, stress eating is is very real and um, watched a lot of TV, but there's been some beautiful things. I think as a family, I was complaining a lot about, well, we're all here and we're in the small house. Well, we have a house and we're all here and we're healthy and we were you know, binge watching certain things and we got new furniture. Like that was the big deals. We got some new furniture. We're like, well, since we're going to be here a lot, we might as well get new furniture because it's only been 20 years, two dogs and, you know, two houses later. And it was like, you would have thought somebody plopped down like $100,000 in cash when that couch came. We're just like, this is awesome. So I think there's a, a new appreciation for, now granted, furniture can be a big deal, but even for the small things, you know, somebody, you know, writing a, a handwritten card, somebody texting. I had, a, I think I was also just really, uh, and Tony, Tony Spot, uh, full disclosure, Tony and I know each other. And Tony was like, if you need a place to be, you can come to my house. You know, a lot of people, um, Specifically, white friends were like, hey, if you need a place to go, come here. Um, or even not knowing what to say, people would just say, I'm thinking of you. And so to know that people didn't know what to say, like at a funeral, right? You don't know what to say, but you want to say something. And really the heartfelt, you know, conversations or messages. I think that was that was really amazing. So I hope that I can react to something like this better and make it at least into the C category. Goals, girlfriend. Goals. <laughs> wow, I'm starting to. I'm starting to think you might have. We might be at a B minus here. Excellent. <laughs> yes, positive talk. Yes. I love it. Yes. Uh, did anyone get any new hobbies? Did anyone start doing anything like needlepoint? No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> learn, learn, learn how to code apps. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you? Wow. Took trapeze lessons? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. God, I was about to be trapeze lessons. Wow. Um, now I'm like, wait, these are all the good re- goals for me for 2021. Okay. Learn um, the pipe organ. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all the and, things you take for granted where suddenly a walk with a friend, even if you've got to walk like six feet apart and you have to have a hood yeah, and like yeah. a mask over your face, you're like, yeah, let's go for a walk. Yeah, right. that, that'd be great. Right. You know, right. you stand yeah. on that side yeah. of the street. I'll stand over here on this side of the street. It'll be fine with a walk talkie and suddenly though like that's cool like molly we used to meet in person for coffee and and whatever and you know this is great that we can you know still do this but the things that you think might be like oh yeah i gotta go have a meeting like wow we really sure would appreciate that like i am busting to go to some live concerts 
Right. You know, there's God, been yes. plenty of things that have been canceled. And that's why I'm glad to have both of you two on the show. Both uh, Tony Martin is both of you. If you know, just following you on social media, you take life by the horns. You you embrace everything and everyone until they don't embrace you possibly. Right. But you're both just really positive people. And it's and I'm almost surprised. I'm actually really surprised the two of you haven't met. Like Martin, I met you probably two years ago in an opening yeah. of a of a gym, and yep. you just came right over and introduced yourself. And I thought, what a nice guy! What a cool thing to do! And I just see the uplifting messages that you, you know, um, post on your social media. And Tony, I mean, you're just a spitfire. I, I don't even have a, you know, you just like, <laughs> you know, you're you're kind of like, yeah, fuck it, do what you want, and and go for it. Like, wh- why aren't you doing what you want to do? Kind of, yeah. But attitude. Tony, do you have do you have second thoughts? Like when you're like you you did this huge thing, you changed your whole life. Do you ever like wake up and be like, oh my god, what did I do? Like this is crazy. No. No, no. That's, God, not awesome. at all. Yeah, I have learned not to look back because you can't change the past. Right, nope. you can only not, move forward. You know, unless you have and, a DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> no, it's it's good, and you know, I I just wanted to speak to the positive end of all of this. Um, when I was living in Bayview, the first thing I noticed was the families. All of a sudden, I just was seeing all these families walking with their kids. And I never saw that before. I saw people walking their dogs, you know, but now it was like these families, they were spending time together. They're doing stuff together. You know, everybody's just gone old school, you know? Uh, They're standing in the street and looking at a dead bug, you know? It's just, (laughs) it's all the the discovery nature. It's just, just noticing what's around you, you know? And I loved seeing that. You know, games are sold out everywhere you go. You can't buy a game to save your soul. So that means these families are at home playing games and interacting with each other. That is the best. I totally agree. I think one of the things that, another thing that 2020, like a positive, is it's really really shown how much we used social media and technology as a crutch for boredom. And I think because kids are spending all day on their iPads learning and we're all doing Zooms 24-7 for work and you know we're following elections and all these things that are going on on our phones and social media that by the end of the day, you're just, by the end of the week, you're exhausted. You don't want to be online and all you want to do is take a walk or play a right. board game or you know go to go to Bradford Beach and, and lay on the beach. And I, it's been really interesting and refreshing to see so many people kind of go back to this analog lifestyle and, and and kind of kind of look at just the internet and technology in kind of like a, a cynical fashion and, and not take it as seriously as I think maybe we once did. I yeah. totally, totally agree with you on that. I, I totally hear what you're saying to uh, Tony about just things going back to basics. And yeah. what I brought up before about asking about the hobbies, if people had any hobbies, that was really, it was good to hear that no one like actually did jump forward with say like, oh yes, I'm now a professional trapeze <laughs> artist or whatever, you, you know. Um, because I feel like I have fewer hobbies since the pandemic started. I feel like I lost hobbies during the pandemic. Like here I had all this time, but yet... I was not doing so many of the things that I used to do. I just, even things that I could still do. Like, I'm an avid reader. I read less this year than I have in the last five years, probably. I spent a lot of time petting my dogs 
am staring <laughs> off in, uh, into space and yeah. thinking, and I am not that person. Like, I am a go, 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 go person. And so this is before when I said things might get corny. Uh, in the beginning of this podcast, I meant I might get corny. I meant I am about to get corny. Here I go. I'm getting corny right now. Here and that is it. Honestly, I really felt like I learned how not to do anything and just to be feel really good about that and just to be totally not even content because even feeling content is too much for what I'm talking about. Literally just sitting on the couch, petting the dogs and looking out the window and wondering like, Oh, about the person who walks by the house or watching how the sun comes in, you know, and and how, how, how dust, you know, blows around in the sun, sunlight. I mean, it sounds again, like I, you know, and, and I, I've been, I haven't been drinking a lot. I haven't been doing a lot of drugs at all. I've been smoking very much weed. So it's not even that, you know, it sounds like I was like tripping out on the dust and the sunlight. It wasn't that. <laughs> it was just like, I am so, I, I am so not measuring myself by what I accomplish. And as long, exactly. like I have my, my priorities in place. Like I have like my family and my work and, you know, those are the things that I'm the most passionate about. And that as long as those things are okay and there's like, I can still have some connection to friends I'm good. And that's been really great for me. And I also turned 50 during this. So whereas Ooh. you turned 40, Martin, <laughs> just wait. I know. 50 is fucking weird. And I have <laughs> is never, it really? Well, especially in a pandemic. <laughs> I have never been like, a, oh, I'm so old person. I'm still not like that. But when I turned 35, when I turned 40, when I turned 45, never once, I always was annoyed by people. And especially my staff, the people I work with, you know, who are in there, like they turn 30 and yeah. they're like, oh and you're my just, God, and you're so just like, shut the I can't hell go up. out drinking anymore. I just get, yes, exactly. I got to go to bed at seven o'clock and watch <laughs> right, Jeopardy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and here I am though, I will say though, for the first time, again, maybe because I've had so much time on my hands, petting the dogs, looking out the window, Whatever, I've been like, holy shit, I'm 50. And how did <laughs> how did that happen? And 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 also being a person who has not planned for their future, who has not, does not have a 401k, who has not saved any money, you know, who all these things where it's like, you know, this has been really hardcore for me. Oh, and I, bet. I can talk about it now because I've come around and I'm exactly back at the place where I I regret none of my choices because they are all a reflection of my choices. I all along knew. I could go into a field where I made more money. I could have done things that saved more. I could have, then I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have traveled there. I wouldn't have given my kid that opportunity, you know? So it's like, I, I'm okay with it, but I will say that like 50 did for the first time make me go like, shit, I'm old. Like, (laughs) (laughs) don't don't tell me that stuff. Or I'm getting there, but it's it's just a number, Molly. Just a number, honey. Thank you. I, and I love hearing that from you, Tony, because you live that. You live that. Fine. And, if, yeah. if you want to feel better about being 50, just go Google like what men and women used to look like back in like <laughs> 1920s <laughs> and 10s or, or like the 1850s when they were 50 years old. If the life expectancy was even that. Uh, yeah, right, and then you'll feel right, a lot better right. uh, about uh, everything that you've accomplished and how you look and all that. But, but on the flip side, I was I just finished watching The Undoing with Nicole Kidman and she's 55 and I just like want to like punch her face through the screen. I'm just like, you are so... She is so Ouch. gorgeous. She is so... I you know. I was like, that's how I wanted to look five years 
to go, you know. But anyway. But no, for you, Molly, it's so different because you, and part of it probably is just your natural curious, you know, personality, but your, the, your job is to be really like, Mrs. Milwaukee to an extent, right? Like you're oh, yeah. all things yeah. Milwaukee. So you're yeah. at the grand openings. You are at the festivals, at the concerts. I mean, it doesn't stop. You think it's only in summer and it's not because it's just all the time. So it must have been like you were almost in a sort of sense of shock because, well, I guess we're not going to be doing this or we're not going to be doing that. So I can imagine like you had you had more time to I look out the window and pet the dogs. And the writing that I did, which I did, I wrote just as much this year as I did in previous years, but the writing I did was different. And because I wasn't going out to places, it was more um, idea-based, thinking-based, like um, more than reporting on an event. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a lot of like five things that I'll blah, blah, blah when the pandemic's over. I'd love to do when the pandemic's over. Things that really made me think and soul search a little bit. And so it was different writing. And so, you know, I will say though, you know, I, I don't, I know I just went down this whole like rabbit hole of turning 50, but I am so happy to be healthy. Uh, I'm knocking on wood right now. I feel like that is the most important thing. I'm so happy to be healthy. I am so, um, I used to always read these articles that were real popular about like how once you turn 40, you don't give any fucks. And I was so never felt that way. I always thought like, I, I don't know, I'm like a late bloomer. Why don't I feel that way? I'm 40 or I'm 45 or whatever. Within the last year, like I can say that I have given fewer fucks than I've ever given my entire life. Are you down to zero? I'm not down to zero, but girl, I am down like to like, like, three or something like it doesn't feel good (laughs) yes and i'm like okay it wasn't 40 for me it was 50 or whatever but you know it's just like all of a sudden you're just like oh my god i just don't care and it like it's very it's very liberating and i feel that the pandemic contributed to that too because i had this time uh also just because you know i just things like we just didn't get our hair done for so long. So you're like, okay, well, I'm going to live with the gray or I'm going to like deal with this or that or whatever. I'm going to gain weight because I'm not out and about as much. And I really want to eat an entire box of Lucky Charms today. But, you know... Um, for dinner. <laughs> for dinner, right. <laughs> Lucky Charms. Oh, they're so good. Oh, they're so good. I, re- I rediscovered them. They're delicious. My God. Um, but with 2% milk. <laughs> yeah, Wait, are we 2%. talking like a Costco size bag? Oat milk, I'm, you guys. I'm, oat milk's the best thing that's come out. I've never try really it. got into oat milk. I'll try it's it. It's creamy like real milk. It's so yeah. good. Uh. Is it low fat? Low carb? I don't know. I don't pay on, attention to low yeah, fat crap. I don't really either. So. <laughs> Didn't care. That Didn't stuff's care. so bad for you. Yeah, I know. I know. I I don't really drink very much milk at all unless I'm eating cereal. But um, Anyway, I think just, it comes down to what we're spending our, our time and attention and energy on. And I think some of the things we thought were so important because we were told they were important or we just, we, it's what we did. And it's what we always did, right? And now I think it's like, oh, I don't need to do that. One, I can't, but it's okay that I'm not doing that. So it gives you, you're, you're kind of forced to reflect. And your realize, priorities have changed. Yeah, right, right. exactly. So now we've proved to ourselves what we can we can do without toilet paper. Right? <laughs> oh my well, god! We'd really rather not. But yeah. uh, I, have a, I have a ridiculous toilet. I'm sure we all do, but I have an absolutely ridiculous toilet paper experience from like when the when the remember when like 
in whenever it was March or April when like it, it was starting, like you couldn't get it. Right. So we had like four rolls left in our house. I'll make this really <laughs> quick. And my wife was like, uh, like, I don't want to freak you out, but we should probably like get some toilet paper and stock up on some essentials. And I wasn't going to go hoard it. I just wanted to go get like a 12 pack of it. So I woke up early and I was going to go to Sam's club and just get like a, get a big old one. And I pulled in like maybe a half an hour early and there was a line of 300 people. And oh my God. there are very few times <laughs> in my life where panic set in. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way all these fucking people are here for toilet paper. There's no way. This was back when we were all just, we, we, we made fun of COVID and, oh, it's going to be done by June. I'm still going to take my trip. And we were all very innocent. So anyways, I stand in line and then all of a sudden the doors open and I'm way in the back around the corner. And these people from Sam's Club come out and they say, if any of you are here for paper products, um, we're all sold out. And I'm just like, and then I turned my head, like everyone in front of me, to Aldi's behind us, and I raced to my car. I raced in the Aldi's parking lot, go inside. I asked where the paper products are, and they said, oh, we're all sold out. So then there was like uh, another store across the street. I go in there, run inside. Like I'm literally running because I'm like, I don't know what to do if this place doesn't have toilet paper. And so I asked the, the greeter, I was like, do you have toilet paper? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's down in aisle 17 or something. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And so I go to the, uh, go to the aisle. And there's a line of people just for the toilet paper. And I was just like, that's it. I text my wife and said, we're not getting it. So then I ended up just gas station hopping uh, 107th Street and just going at each one and buying like the the single rolls and... And you know, are we going to be this way the rest of our life? Like our grandparents that lived through the depression... Right. We're always like, I think, <laughs> like, am I going to be this way about toilet paper with my grandchildren and be like, that one square had to last us a week, you know? Right. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm hoarding, but my husband is like, we have enough toilet paper. I have enough, I think now. So we're recording this in um, mid December. I have enough, I believe, to get us to the end of February. So I'm not going in oh, wow. and buying more okay. than my fair share. What I'm doing is, is when we go to the store, I say, I make it a point. You know, we don't think we're going to die anytime soon. And even if we do, Molly, you know, people will come in and get dead people stuff out of a house. Tony, you know that. Well, so, I will, but, right? Yeah. I know, yeah. right? So yeah. the toilet paper goes to you yeah. if something goes wrong. Yeah. Um, I I just figure whenever we go to the store, we're going to need toilet paper. So I just pick up a roll yeah. or, you know, Might whatever. Might as well. Right? Wow. Be- right. Might as well. I still don't um, understand that. <laughs> yeah. Me either. I'm saving for a bidet. <laughs> oh, there we go. Problem you couldn't solved. get one of those either. Those were on back order too, at least through Amazon for a while. Really? So, yes, they were. We've got some leaves in the front yard. I think will suffice if in a bind. Exactly. That's well, now Mother the time Nature. Then. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I just feel that uh, this has been really great to get all of this out because, like, even a toilet paper conversation is something that we have to say, we have to talk about, we have to get it out because it's so much a part of this year. And the fact that we're laughing about it now and we're looking at it as something that happened in the past, right? You know, is feels yeah. really good. And we watch TV now and or the news now, whatever we see, you know, United States doctors and nurses getting the vaccine. And personally, like, I, I believe completely in science and I feel a great sense of hope from that. Even mm-hmm. though I know that I'm not going to be not wearing a mask anytime soon. I'm not going to be personally going to bars or restaurants anytime soon. But I, I finally feel like there is this light at the end of the tunnel. And it's because I see people getting the vaccine and because I believe in science and I believe Dr. Fauci. And I'm really... Amen. 
I'm like, here we go, right? Like it's getting yeah. better. And as collectively, as we all accept this and feel this, that is only our, our collective positive energy is only going to make this better too and only going to make us healthier. And I feel like that is where we're on the upswing. That is where yeah. we are. Even if individually sure. there's still, this isn't right with work or this isn't right. And I lost all this money or all these things. At least collectively, our spirits are going to be raised a little bit because there is a vaccine. And it, and if you believe in science and if you don't believe in science, well, good. I'm glad that you feel like shit still because you don't, you should freaking believe in science. We'll, there be, we'll, she goes, be, folks. we'll be at the bars all vaccined up, trading drinks. Hey, try my martini. Hey, try my scotch. Oh, you, you don't want to try it because you didn't get the vaccine? Sorry. <laughs> Even if you don't believe in science, just wear a mask just in case. Just, right. just do right. it, people. Right. So, yeah. Please. Thank you. Exactly. You guys have been great guests and it was so much fun to talk to you both. And just Tony, I just can't get over your, it doesn't, I, I know you obviously from personal life too, but it doesn't shock me that you made this choice. It seems like in character, but still like anytime that anyone just completely like turns over a new leaf, um, you know, more or less for the adventure of it. I know family to help family is a little bit in there too and stuff, but mostly for the adventure of it. I mean, ah, that's great. That's just really like, it's exciting. Live it, living your best life is the cliche, yeah. but you really are. I, I yeah. don't want to grow up. So it's all good. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, Martin, it's, uh, it's really good to hear your voice and to, and to, yes. and to hear all your positive. I miss you. <laughs> I miss you too. And all your, um, just being real. I appreciate the being real because as much as like positive people like ourselves, we're also real. And that's what really is, um, yeah. you know, is really healing for us and for a lot of the people around us is that we're not just like, oh, everything's great. It's like we can see the positive, but we also acknowledge the pain. And exactly. Yeah. Denying that it's there. So Exactly. And Julie, I don't know. What what's up with you? I mean, I know. So you, we, we, we moved her from an F to a C. So I right? say I'm feeling good. I, 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 think, I would say I think she went to a B minus actually. B minus. So for an hour's work, that's. Uh, I think that's that you shabby. and me and Martin, we get in a van and we go see Tony. Okay. Yes. I yes. You know, I, like there's all these things to do when the pandemic is over. But like, oh I could God. see us road yes. trip. That would be awesome, right? Be, I've got some ideas. Be. I actually have a real idea. We'll talk about that off uh, off mic, but I have an idea of how we can actually make that happen. But yeah, I'm I'm working up to a C, you know. I mean, I think we just the reserves felt like we were tapped out, at yeah. least for me. And so now I'm feeling like okay, I can breathe a little easier. Let me help other people. Let me help you know my family. You know, just yeah, we're gonna get there. We're going to get there because that's who we are, and we have really don't have a choice. We can lay down and die. Or we can move forward. Like, no. you know, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm also like, I don't necessarily, there's a lot of people I disagree with. I don't have to necessarily agree with you to be able to have a conversation with you. And I do think we need to just at least be civil so we can at least share stories to try and move forward. I'm not going to convince somebody that my person, you know, should win the election or won the election or, you know, vice versa. But I think if we can just kind of calm down a little bit and talk and be civil, that's a start. So, yep. Let's start there, folks. Well said. Right there with yeah. you. Well, thank you to our listeners as well. Uh, please look for us. We're on Facebook, Dandelions, a podcast for women. We're also on Instagram, Dandelions. 
podcast for women. You can send us an email and tell us uh, a topic that you would like us to discuss. We would love to consider it. And chances are we probably would talk about it because if you've been listening to Dandelions for the last year and a half, you know we will talk about just about anything. There is nothing that is too taboo. There is nothing that is too embarrassing. There is nothing that is too off limits that we won't talk about. Um, We love to talk about all all the stuff. So please contact us. We're dandelions uh, at onmilwaukee.com. And saying onmilwaukee.com reminds me of thank you to onmilwaukee.com for being our sponsor on this and for uh, allowing us to, to have this show and to do whatever we want with it. And also thank you to Go Get It Media uh, for doing our producing and just being awesome all the way around. We've been very fortunate and we look forward to a whole nother year of podcasting. Woohoo! Here we come. Here we come. Happy holidays. <laughs>